Welcome to another episode mm. of the Just Elite podcast with me today, South African Letgen Duplessis, who came second in the world at the CrossFit Games 2021, Noble CrossFit Games. Letgen, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Tell us, just give us a short summary of your experience this past week. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. But um, like when, when normally people ask me, like, just give us a short experience, like there's nothing, there's no words I can actually put together to describe like the whole experience. It is absolutely fantastic. And you get to meet so many cool people. And we didn't get treated any differently than all the other athletes. We were treated like royalty the whole way through. Um, the, the people over there, they're amazing. And also the competitors, you're just one big family. Everybody's rooting for everyone. So yeah, there's absolutely no words that I could put together in a sentence to describe the whole experience, but it was absolutely magical. And also the support that I got from home was also amazing. It made like everything worth it as well. Letkin, you can see on all your um, pictures on Instagram and on Facebook that you posted, it's a constant smile. Even on the competition floor, you can see the joy in your face. You are obviously a born competitor. Let's go back um, a few years. Let's start out with where sports started for you. I know you, you were a, um, a very uh, well-accomplished netball player as well. Um, but let's go back. Where did sports start for you and how did it evolve into, into CrossFit? So yeah, I've been like I've been doing sports I think since I was born. My parents are both. My mom was a South African um, sprinter. My dad played rugby, so we were always uh, always involved in sports. So I actually started out a swimmer. I, I swam for the province national colours, and then I decided I think in high school I got a netball scholarship as well. It's like okay, cool, I'm gonna focus on netball. And then um, yeah, I got a netball scholarship at Menlo Park High School here in Pretoria. Um, played netball and then I got injured in grade nine and then someone told me hey come join me at water polo practice and I was like okay cool I'm gonna try this water polo thing and I absolutely love the water polo so then from grade nine I've, I've played for tuckies I've played water polo since I was grade nine till matric for tucks and that was absolutely fantastic and so fun and I still continued with the netball um uh, yeah netball and water polo is the same it's the same route and everything and then when I got to matric I got a netball scholarship at um at um Pukke, so Potchefstroom University so I decided and also I had a, in the pipeline also I had a scholarship from the University of Monterey Bay California for water polo so I had a choice to make and I decided to go with netball. Uh, I just, uh, water polo, it was a nice thing, but I didn't see a future for myself in, um, yeah, in water polo. I know that like studying in at America would be absolutely fantastic, but I haven't left home <laughs> since <laughs> I didn't have been always home. So going away from home and just seeing, no, having no one there and, and stuff, it didn't seem, it didn't seem, I didn't like feel like going. So I decided to go to Pochefström um and within like three three months of being in posture storm I got injured so then my netball career was over but um what injury yeah, did you, so did, that what is, injury I, did you have um I dislocated my hip during a netball practice like literally the last five minutes so <laughs> that was not a very fun experience but um yeah so CrossFit basically started for me in, in grade eight because um we were kind of not forced but for our netball team, we had to do CrossFit in Monday mornings, Wednesday and Friday mornings, um, just as a conditioning piece to 
stop us from getting injured make sure you don't have any imbalances or anything like that and that's where the love for crossfit came through so i didn't see myself doing it at all it just was very fun and you get really fit so that is why I'd, like we started with crossfit and then obviously when when we had university you you have to do what the um the university tells you to do you can't just go to a crossfit gym and decide okay cool i'm gonna do this extra cardio piece no you can't do that so um yeah so we did our own conditioning and i actually kind of missed the crossfit a lot um at university and then after my um after my injury obviously um so i dislocated my hip and then um luckily the muscles well not, i don't know if it was luckily but the muscles were strong enough to pull the bone back into the sockets or the hip joint back into the socket and yeah and doing that it took like the entire the cartilage with it and it took a couple of muscles with it as well so i continued yeah, i continued playing for three weeks after that happened because i didn't want to tell my coaches that something oh. something was wrong and then yeah and then one um one time for during practice my aunt goes why aren't you turning with the ball because i wasn't landing on my leg and then i told her listen i i hurt my hip like i literally can't do this anymore and then is when i found out that is what actually happened um so there was quite extensive damage on my hip so i had three surgeries to try and repair all the damage um and then um, I developed ne um, avascular necrosis in that hip joint. So it basically means the bone didn't get enough blood supply. So the bone basically died. Sure. So the, like the only treatment for that actually is giving, like, the only treatment is a hip replacement. And I was 19 years old. So you don't want a hip replacement at 19. No. So then the doctor's like, okay, cool. They're going to try this experimental surgery. Um, it had success. Let's, let's just try it. So basically what they do is they take, um, they take a drill and they literally hollow out your entire hip joint and try and regenerate. Oh. Well, not that bone can regenerate, but try and like supply more blood supply to that area. So it basically just buys yourself five years or five yeah. between five and six years with your own hip before you eventually have to get a hip replacement. Okay. So, um, so I was like, okay, cool. Let's just try it. We have nothing to lose. So let's just try it. And then literally six weeks after that operation, my I, I lost function. I started with my toes and then it went up from there. So it's nothing that the doctors did, nothing that we could have done differently. Because if it's something that the doctors did, it would literally be happened like the next day. Mm -hmm. But obviously it happened six weeks after the operation. It's just, it's like a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Nobody can say why it happened, why it happened to me, nobody knows. Um, it's just sometimes it happens and they don't know why. So after like so many tests, they likely figure out what it was and then when they figured out what it was. They go, okay, cool, we have a treatment plan. So that was, luckily I have very small doctors and doctors in my corner that stick by me and like they like went all like through the entire way they were stuck with me. So that was very cool, very, very, very appreciated of them. But um, yeah, so I started out like with, getting back into crossfit because i had a, a spinal cord stimulator i don't you know what it is but explain to me what that is <laughs> so basically um i have uh, so i was diagnosed with dystonia that is kind of like parkinson's mm. um and also um, um, um crps that's complex regional pain syndrome mm. it's basically a nerve disease so 
Um, yeah, so the, the, one of the options was um, the spinal cord stimulator, and a year after my year after my diagnosis, they're like, okay, we're gonna try this. It works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. It's like, okay, let's just try it. But it's like a hundred and fifty thousand rand trial run, so it is <laughs> like it's yeah. it's expensive. Experimental, yeah. So yeah, yeah experimentals, yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Let's just try it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. So within that space, I literally lost all function in my leg. I couldn't like I couldn't even shower it was like the nerves were haywire it everything it perceived everything as danger if I can put mm. it in like simple terms so um water touching my leg my entire leg would swell up red everything the nerves would just send fire signals yeah. to that area if uh, if like my um anything my dog touches my leg anything like wearing oh. socks wearing long pants it was uh, it was crazy mm. so with the obviously with that my like the muscles also contract the whole time so i don't have any control over the contract or contractions um in my in my leg so that's why i wear a foot brace because my foot is absolutely no function my foot does its own thing so i that's why i wear a brace yeah. so they came the, the they made like a very cool brace because my hip flexors also um my hip flexors my cause was also affected yeah. so this brace that they made for me i can literally it's like a boat it rocks you forward so it's built oh, like a cool. boat at the other uh, underneath yeah. so it rocks me for every step i take it just propels me forward so that oh, okay. really 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 helps yeah so um then they said okay cool let's try the spinal cord stimulator so basically what it is it is um electrodes that's um implanted onto your spinal cord the plate is almost as it is almost not as thick as your finger but as wide as your finger and it goes literally they make a little hole um in your spine and then they put it like onto onto the spinal cord and it's like 16 electrodes and they can literally program every single one of them to do a different function basically oh, wow. or send different signals mm -hmm. yeah so then the the machine is um underneath my skin in my like on my belly so oh. it looks like i have an ab implant yeah it looks like i have an ab implant every single time i take off my shirt because you can't really see yeah, it yeah. um so that's that's just why I, I call it my my ab implant so that's that thing they can program to literally do anything like to like my the nerve signals is haywire and that just mm. kind of streamlines it um so um the crps is also it's um it can spread so they don't want to this machine um kind of like stops the spreading as well it contains it to that area mm. and also it kind of helps me kind of help me walk because it like streamlines the signals mm. as well so that also that's kind of cool that really really helps and so they did the experiment and it for me it worked so that's like okay cool let's do, go forward with this um but uh, the battery pack it only lasts for five years so i have it now for like i think three or two three or two years i don't know for two years so um because my settings are also so high they, yeah. they said no this battery is that's this battery is probably going to be flat within the next year so oh, wow. probably have to get a new one soon yeah so is that, is that in another operation soon, but, obviously so that you have to go into theater yeah, and replace it like yeah. that yes yes basically yeah. so you can get a rechargeable one but then yeah. like every week you have to plug yourself into a wall and i don't want to do that especially with problems we have in school at the moment i don't want to do africa, that africa that is so, not that is not an option in this country no, that is just not an option for no, our international listeners we have no, what we call load shedding and that no. means they decide when you have electricity and when you don't so let's and i completely understand as a south african that that is definitely yep. not not yep. an option. So with this implant, no. <laughs> the, the, the difference that you can feel from when they, um, when it was in like inserted into your spine, and yeah. prior to that, how long 
before you started walking again or gained a little bit of, I know you, you'd have little function to no function in, in your foot, but in the leg, I know there's a lot of videos mm. on, on Facebook and on Instagram where, mm. where that you shared yeah. of you starting to walk again. So how long before you got that mm. implant? So it probably took about, so the recovery process was about six weeks. Um, and after that six weeks, I told myself, I literally woke up one day and I was feeling so sorry for myself, like the whole way through. And I was like, okay, literally woke up one day. It's like, I miss exercising. Like I miss that feeling. Um, I literally emailed the gym that I was in high school. I emailed them telling them the situation. Like, can I please just have a little corner in the gym that I can do my own thing? Like, I don't want to go into classes. I don't want to do anything. I literally just want to go and do my own thing. And he's like, yeah, sure, come. You can come and join us. Like, okay, great. Thank you. So with that, it took, yes, it took, like I said, it took a whole while. And I think it took, it's like, I'm still figuring out stuff, but it took like probably, uh, I think in a space of maybe a year to figure, like figure everything out. And I was like doing rehab three times a week out of like a rehab center. Um, so it was like two, one hour every single day of being, I'm so sorry, three times a, a week being at that rehab center and then an hour a day at my, by myself doing rehab as well. Because I absolutely hated doing rehab. So I was yeah. like, okay, cool. You, ha you hate it. So maybe just incorporate it into stuff you like. Mm. So when I went to the gyms, like, okay, maybe incorporate it in one or other movement. But because I, you're, it is so irritating doing rehab. It's because also with neuro issues, you have to like repeat every single thing. Yeah. You have to repeat it so much to get that path flowing again. Mm. And it's like, sometimes you have it and other times you don't. So sometimes like one movement I can do like perfectly. And then the next moment I completely forgot how to do it. Like I have no idea what I just did and I now have to do it again and I can't do it. So it's wow. kind of, you, you don't actually know. So that happened to me in, um, in one of the events at the games now. Oh, wow. um, I had to do a rope climb and then my legs just couldn't function. I had no control what to do with it. Oh. So I couldn't finish that event. So it is, it happens. It's not something I can control. So it just happens. Um, you can either, so normally I, I like distract my brain, if you can say it like that. So my leg would, I, I call it, it would throw a tantrum. So it wouldn't listen to me <laughs> at all. So then I literally, I would take my fingers and I would tap my, my strong leg. I would just tap it. So I distract my brain from doing, yeah. from focusing on the leg that's not working at the moment. So I just distracted. And then I can continue on from there. So it's all stuff you learn from stuff I learned from physio, stuff I learned from people all over the place, just telling me, okay, maybe try this and you see what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So yeah, so stuff, stuff you try and figure out along the way. Wow. Now, listen, you said that obviously the hip got so much damage that they they tried to with this experimental theater, um, theater, experimental operation that they did and with, with the um with everything that ha happened afterwards, do you still need to get a hip replacement eventually? Yeah, yeah, probably within the next two to three years, yeah. And what effect will that have on the condition? Um, it will probably probably make it worse, but uh, it's it's I, I normally when I when stuff like this happens or when I, I just say no that's future Lathan's problem that's mm. not my, my problem at the okay. moment. So <laughs> yeah, it probably it it will yeah yeah it will make it worse. But I, like what I said to myself, I've been through it once, so I can go mm. through it again. I like I know what to do now. Um, 
but it, yeah like i said it, it will probably like any trauma will make it worse um that's why you try to keep trauma at a minimum um so you don't yeah so i don't i don't yeah they don't they don't know actually but obviously with a, a movement disorder like the dystonia you can't have your uh, you know, have your muscles contract in weird positions otherwise obviously you will dislocate your hip your new hip yeah. so luckily that is the doctor's problem that's not going to be my problem mm. he needs to figure that out <laughs> i need to figure that out how he's going to do that but um like i said i normally tell myself no i don't have to worry about that now that's future lexon's problem <laughs> that's a good way to look at it now lexon i have to ask you you waited a few weeks before disclosing the severity of your injury to your coach if you immediately told them what was happening would it would the outcome have been different i know you don't want to think about the history but i'm, I'm just trying to put it yeah. in perspective mm. so um I, I actually maybe i have no idea um uh, normally that what if so i when i went back and thought about everything that happens also that like what if what if i chose to go to the water polo scholarship mm, yeah. and not the netball scholarship what 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 had happened then mm. so that what if I, I was stuck a long time like what if that what if i did this differently mm. what if i told them from the start listen something was not right um I have no idea. So maybe something else would have happened. Maybe, I don't know. It's like, that's the thing we, you don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe something else, maybe I could have, um, I don't know, maybe in America got something else. I don't know. Mm. Like oh, I told them something of, I would tell them I've got hurt and they're like, Oh, sorry, you still need to play. You, like you, mm. you don't know. You don't know. You so know. Yeah. I, yeah, you, you don't know. So I, I did, I was stuck on that for a whole while, like thinking, mm -hmm. what if I did this? What if I did that, that differently? But then I realized if you think about it all the way like that, like it's not going to get, get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. no, and this no, happened at, at quite a, quite a young age and you obviously had a bright, and I, I, I use the word had, because obviously at that point you didn't realize after your injury that what the future actually helped, you know, had in store mm -hmm. for you. But yeah. talk to us about yeah. the, the mental thing about coming to grips with with what happened and the fact now that you had two scholarships for two different sports and you were genuinely very very good in both and now you probably won't be able to play any sports because that's probably what, what did the doctors tell you at the end of the diagnosis say i mean and yeah. you, you, there's a video of you lying in bed trying to bring your your left leg up and i mean you can just see you, you've got no control over it so Talk us about what the doctors told you. And then that mental process of coming to grips with, this is my future now. Yeah. Yeah, so they also at the MRI, for the first um, hip, or my first hip series, they didn't realize the extent of the damage. So only when the doctor like went into, the, into my hip with the uh, operation, they saw the extent. So I woke up thinking I was going to play again. And then when I woke up, obviously my dad told me, no, the doctor said, this is not a good idea anymore. Um, just because the um, cartilage was torn from 12 to 6 and they thought it was only from 12 to 3. So there's, low, there's literally no cartilage, like there was no cartilage left. So that, that waking up to that was not, like I didn't think I really, really like completely understood what was happening. Um, and obviously I went from, um, like I went from, being like a top level athlete to literally can't do anything for myself i literally couldn't put on my own socks i had to, my, my parents to put on my socks or put on my pants on so that was th that mental aspect was absolutely 
uh, I didn't want like I didn't want to leave the house that was uh, it because I wasn't I was ashamed for people seeing me like this because obviously when you was an athlete you had such a amazing future ahead of you and you also it was like no you're gonna make tears just carry on and like how are you starting or how are you doing and everything and then going from that to listen you are struggling to walk and then I was visiting a, a friend at, at a hospital that's like first time like being out there not actually um like being out there and like not just going to rehab or stuff like that and then um there was three guys walking past me and I heard them laughing and I was still walking like quite strangely and they were laughing and I looked back and I saw they were mocking the way I was walking and it was at a hospital it's a church a hospital sure. so you would think people would maybe maybe have like a bit compassion so I literally I didn't want to leave the house I didn't want to see any people like I cut I like cut off so many people from my life just because I didn't I didn't want to let people see me like this and also I was on like very very high doses of like pain medication and like they're trying out different medications to see what will work I was on Parkinson's medication and everything so but you didn't I think I never fully understood actually what was like completely going on I was literally taking everything day by day um could have because you couldn't you can't plan like anything I was literally I was living from doctor's appointment to doctor's appointment and because both of these diseases are very rare nobody actually knows like the outcome so nobody knows like what what how this is going to affect you as a person because everybody is different mm. so I literally did I told the doctors like I'm doing I'm doing this CrossFit thing is it fine it's like whatever works just do it so I like I saw especially with the CrossFit like how amazing that like the functional fitness aspect is absolutely like I can't I can literally when every I've ever meet like someone with a disability I literally just go to them and say have you tried functional fitness because this works it literally it works so yeah it's like I said for being the mental aspect I was there was there was very dark times like very very dark times like literally like how like I said I felt so sorry for myself because I literally, I, I was bed bound for so long. Like you literally, I had, didn't have the energy. I didn't have nothing. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want anyone to see me. And also like getting that courage to go back into the gym and go, going to a place where everybody knows, like they knew what I, what, like how I was and the next day I was. Like I was the fastest team. I had the highest vertical jumps. My legs were like my strongest point. So being going from that to literally not even being able to walk is kind of, it, it feels degrading, but it's not. But at that moment in time, you have like tunnel vision and you always feel like everybody's watching you. Everybody's like, oh, shame, don't worry. So shame, look at her. And I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. So that was, that mental aspect was absolutely, that was, that was horrible. But then, like I said, one morning I literally woke up. I was like, stop it now. Like <laughs> this is getting out of hand. And I, I saw a lot of, um, I did see a um, psychologist as well and he was he literally like, like I said you get tunnel vision and he was like hey there's a light coming from out here like maybe just like look left yeah. or look right or and he, he made me see like and you you would ever run again but your run may look a little bit different and that's fine um, and that literally that made like opened my eyes for so many things like literally like I said like you you the only limit you give is uh, the only limit you have perceived as a limit you put on yourself so if you say like listen I can't can't do this then you can't do this the moment he's like okay cool I'm gonna try 
maybe it's just going to look a little bit different then yeah then it changes a whole lot of things it's a good mindset to have obviously it, it took you a few weeks or a few months to to get to that point but like then i mean obviously you got you 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 learn how to walk again because i i just think our listeners and the and people that are watching on youtube need to understand that you you didn't have any function at the lower part of your leg i mean if if you look at your legs you can still see your quads are still i mean it it looks quite you know still built but the bottom part you can see you know you, you, yeah. you're struggling so obviously yeah. you had to learn to yeah. walk you said earlier that your parents had to help you get dressed but you obviously managed to do all of that things on your own now you are back to you know being on yourself are you completely independent can you drive yeah i drive a manual car so that's fantastic okay. <laughs> i don't have to worry i'm not a manual car sorry automatic car not a manual car sorry yeah. i had a yeah automatic car so that is absolutely fantastic i had a manual car but obviously had to sell that yeah. one to get the automatic car mm. so i can drive i can do anything i have um i'm a full time student and a full i work full time as well i work for an amazing company um that i can work from home so that is also mm. very very nice um i'm in my final years of studying So that is also very fun. Can't wait for it to be over. I'm finished with this. <laughs> What um, are you studying? You haven't told so, us yet. What are you studying? <laughs> I'm studying business management. Cool. And are you are you working for a company yeah, in that yeah. um doing what you want to do one day in business management? Yes. Oh, yeah, so great. I'm a business analyst. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a business analyst, or like a junior business analyst. Mm -hmm. Was we're kind of like a startup, kind of not a startup, but um, we've been in business for like five years, so it's kind of still wow. in the startup phase. But um, yeah. So I absolutely love love what I'm doing. It's literally what I've I think what what I'm studying for. Um, I get to use what I'm studying, so that's also very. Yeah very good to to do but um yeah so that was kind of at the like training for the games and be like being a full-time student and working full-time was actually it was it wasn't very fun so <laughs> i had to be had to be I, i had to be in the gym by five and then train to half past six then had to be at work at um half past seven to so i can leave at four to go to the gym so again in the afternoon and then after the after the gym i had to study so it was it was not very fun for the past few months mm. but it's stuff that i knew it, i had a goal in mind and this is the sacrifices that i needed to do so i didn't have any weekends because weekends was for studying and for exercising so that was i knew i knew what sacrifices it took and i think that is also part of the the like most athletes know that um especially for the netball you know that came from the netball aspect like you know what sacrifices you have to make in order to get the result you want mm. so if that if you know if you know your goals then making that sacrifices isn't easy uh, is much easier than saying no it's fine i don't have actually have a goal in mind mm. so it was it was difficult but it was easier because i know what my goals were and i know like it is like obviously the motivation behind it isn't to do isn't to impress anybody else it's to show myself how far you've come so that was like the motivation going into the games is just to show myself not compete against anybody else not compete against the person next to me but just to show like this is what i can do this is where i came from and this is what i can do at the moment so yeah. Now so you you found your little corner in in the old gym and you I mean you you worked in your rehab with the training and so on tell us about that process then getting back into crossfit um, full time and then obviously how you got to crossfit pbm was pbm the place that you trained um when you were still at school or how did you end up with pbm no 
No, so <laughs> um, yeah, I went to RTF strength and conditioning. So they're not across the gym anymore. So I literally, I had my own little corner. Like I said, I didn't to anyone. I was so shy. I didn't want to talk to like literally anyone. And then one time I, I was still swimming. And then one time one of the girls came up to me. Um, she's my best friend at the moment, but she came up to me and she's like, I hear you, I hear you swim. Can I please come with you? <laughs> and I'm not literally, I didn't think anybody was noticing me. I was like, okay, fine, you can. And she literally inserted herself right there and there into my life. And I'm so appreciative of her for doing that. But um, yeah, so she like wrote me to her friend circle that was at the gym. So I kind of um, met people through that. And so that was like 2019. So I met everybody there. But um, like I said, I did my own thing. I literally tried to figure out how movement looks for me at the moment. So how can I do a squat? How can I do a push up? How can I do a sit up? So just figuring out, obviously with the um, the physios and everything uh, that I, I would literally do it by them and just like, okay, cool. This is how you can do this. And then I would go practice it at the gym as well. So like if for instance, for rowing, we figured out I can put my left leg. So that's a leg that is not working very well. I can put it on the skateboard and then I strap oh, cool. my right leg in and then I can row from there on without any hesitation. And also the ski, I literally don't put any weights when I'm on the ski yoke. I don't put any weight actually through it. I can literally, my right leg is strong enough to, to, to go with it. And obviously with, yeah, and with a salt bike, you can use your arms. Yeah. So that, that is fine. So, so yeah, so with the, yeah, for burpees, I do basically one-legged burpees, but it's everything that I needed to figure out. I've, I felt like I need to figure this out on my own before I like entrust myself with my, my abilities in someone else's hand that, hands that like doesn't know me or know what, how I can move. So, um, and then lockdown happened, obviously. So I was training with, um, with um, for I think six months at RTF again, and then lockdown happened. And then we had equipment that we can hire from the gyms mm. and still pay your membership. So that was kind of cool. So I did that at home. And then I heard about this thing called Wheelward. Um, that is um, adaptive CrossFit games, basically, but it's not part of the CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. It's only for adaptive people, people with disabilities. And then um, I was like, cool, I want to do this. Like, I'm, I'm a competitive person. Yeah. So like, cool, I want to do this as something I can actually work for. So I was like, okay, cool, during lockdown, that was my goal. Cool, I want to go to the Wheel World Games because I don't know CrossFit is going to include us. I, I don't I just want to know. I just want to go for the, the uh, Wheel World Games. I had that mind during lockdown the whole time. Um, so, okay, cool. This is what I'm training for. I have a goal in mind. It keeps you busy during lockdown um my gym was kind enough to give me a rower because I can't obviously can't run so they were kind enough to give me a rower so that was kind of cool so I did like a marathon row in, wow. so marathon rows to uh, 42 kilometer row that wow. I did one morning here at my house um just because I can the, the mm. people ask me why do you do things like this because we, I can because do it we can, I couldn't know? do it and now I can I think a lot yeah, of basically I think and, a lot of crosses if you even if you you know if you don't have a disability people ask why do you do it because we can yeah. <laughs> we've somehow found joy yes, in basically. really really hurting ourselves sorry continue yep yep <clears throat> yeah so yeah that basically is just because because i can that's yeah. literally all that that's when people ask me why i do stuff it's like because i can mm. and then um yeah and then um they i realized i needed something more that i was getting at the gym like i needed coaching i needed i liked the team aspect as well like being part of a family and all of that and then i literally i was searching for a new gym 
because I still train at RTF. Um, I still train there in the mornings, but I literally, I just wanted like a team and a group aspect because I felt like that is what I will need for me to be able to succeed or do better or be a better uh, athlete is to be part of a family and not just me mm. by myself the whole time. Um, and then I literally PPM was like the first gym I contacted and they're like, okay, cool. Just come see what happens. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come. I'm going to first, I literally went there. I didn't have my clothes, my, like my training gear on or nothing. I went to them. I just talked to them. I literally explained what happened, what I can do, what I can't do. It's like, it's fine. Um, we're going to put you in front of the class. Like you're going to be in front and I, we will watch you the whole time. See how you move, see how we can better that, better it. And that was like literally the first day I was there, I was like, okay, cool. This, I like this. This is this is what I need. And then uh, they literally they opened they opened their arms to me. Like, they, obviously, there's stuff I don't want to do because mm-hmm. it is like let's say for instance, I can't do step ups on my on my left leg because I can't get my head my my um my leg up. Yeah. So then my coach is like, no, we have to train this. This is something you must be able to do. So we would take a plate and I have, just have to try to get my leg up. I don't have to do it, just have to try. And for me, I don't like doing that because it, it like sets you apart from the rest of the class because mm-hmm. you struggle and you don't want people to always to see that struggle. But um, it literally, it, it forces you like straight out of your comfort zone. And that is exactly what I needed. It's someone to force me out of my comfort zone because that... you like you don't always like you like being in your comfort yeah. zone that is a fun place to be mm. but sometimes you need someone and I'm so appreciative of that like and and also they they don't let me feel sorry for myself that and that is fantastic so that is like the best thing mm. like you you if you lay there's like no you can do this let's just change this a little bit and then you can do it and that was that is exactly what everybody needed and that's I think CrossFit is so nice because I, I do this class with everybody else. They just change my movements a little bit and I still get the same simile. I still get everything the same as everybody else in the gym gets out of it. It just, it is like custom made to my abilities or in, and anybody else's abilities that if they go and do a pull-up, you can do a jumping pull-up or pull-up mm. with a band. So, and, and you still get the same simile as somebody doing butterfly pull-ups. Yeah. So that is why mm. I said like, I absolutely love CrossFit because it is cater made to like to your abilities and that is how I like basically ended up at them and that is the absolutely best decision I've ever made is like going to across a gym that literally had classes and the family aspect like the amount of support they gave me like during the training sessions and during like advice they would give me and say okay cool this is how you tackle this workout and during the last event at the games my coach was that was with me she's like as I told her because um, we had to do 40 kilogram thrusters and burpees and I was like, okay, 40 kilograms, it is like an irritating weight. So it's heavy, but it's not, it is not too heavy. So you can't, you can go unbroken. It's just going to be, you're going to, you're going to hurt, yeah. but it's too, too, it's too light to break it up. Yeah. So she, I was like thinking, okay, cool. Let's break up the first set. And from there on you go unbroken. And she's like, no, no, you go unbroken from the start. It's so the I was last like, okay, workout. Okay, it's okay this is gonna be fun. Seriously. Yeah. You go yeah. all out. No, so she's like, no, you have to boost. Yeah. She's like, no, you're going unbroken. I was like, oh, okay, fine. So when I'm broken, um, luckily it didn't hurt as much as I thought it was gonna hurt. But um, luckily, like I said, went unbroken. So grateful um for them for telling me, like, no, 
no because you have your own own ideas she's like yeah. no you have to do it i'm broken that was it was fun i like i'm glad i did it because yeah because yeah, it's my time i feel like glad i did it so but it is a it, it, the family aspect and the coaching and everything i, I highly encourage like anyone not not just to join like a, a gym but join a gym where you can be part of the family that is the best and I think the, the box that you chose now for, for the American listeners, the other listeners, we've only had a select few people in our country actually go to the games, even though South Africa, we've, we've been doing crosses for a very long time, but there's not, there's only a select few boxes that actually have athletes and coaches that's gone to the games. Now PBM is one of those boxes that yeah. I think you were the 10th or 11th athlete <clears throat> that's actually gone to the games from that box. So, and the coach that went with you, the coach that went with you was also part of a team. She was part of the team, I think, which year was it? 2015, I think, that she went? Am I I correct? Yeah, it's a sister, sister, yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, so so you you, were in quite capable hands, people that that have the experience, not just as as coaches, but but obviously as as competitors on a really, really high level. And of yes. course they know programming. Yes. They, um, they have one of the biggest competitions in South Africa, the Pretoria Throwdown. So I think you, you definitely chose, chose the yes. right box for, yeah. for you. Now, now Lethen, you, you said that you, yeah. you, you trained for Wheelward. Did that ever happen? And how did you then decide, okay, well, obviously then they announced that, that they have the adaptive um, categories for the Open. That must've been great news for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did the Wheelward Open last year, November. So it was my first, let me say, in like online competition. Mm. So I won the Open, um, and then that gave me a ticket to the second qualifying round, if you can say something like that. And then in March, they're like, oh, just before March, like, hey, we're getting the adaptive community like included across the games. I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> this is so cool. So I, um, I obviously, I so I did that, and then I won the Open. Um, the CrossFit Open for our division mm. and then I was like cool let's I'm literally I'm if, if we didn't even know that we were going to the games we only found out I think in like I think June or something mm. that it all I don't know I think we only found out in June that we can go to wow. the games um, so and then um, Wheelward is actually in November of this year but um, they scheduled the um the competition like smack bang in the middle of my exams oh. so I told them like uh, yeah so I told them like listen this is my final year of studying I don't want to do this again mm. I'm gonna um so I did qualify for the second round I was like okay I'm not gonna participate I'm gonna do the workouts but I'm not gonna put and log mm. my scores because I'm gonna take the opportunity away from someone else yeah because I know already that I can't go mm. so I did the I didn't um I did like I didn't compete but I did the workout so I knew where I was um like fitness wise how I was um and then obviously the games came and they're like okay cool I can go to the games and that is literally in my like vacation um for studies I literally I think I only missed one class so that I kind of had to catch up but that's fine so I literally only missed one class in the two weeks that I was in America so that is uh, that for me was like a bonus so um, obviously next year I want to do both. And I think Guadalupe is also in have the, having the adaptive divisions as well. So if there's something that I can do, then I really like, obviously the more exposure you get, the better um, athlete you will be as well. Um, like the games was my first in-person CrossFit competition like ever. So that was also kind of a, <laughs> a, le- a very big learning, very big yeah. learning curve. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll not doing this, not doing it this year, but definitely mm. if I qualify next year, I will definitely do it again. Yeah. Now, now let's come going to the games is, I mean, that's huge. Even though you you didn't know from the start, even winning the Open, that yeah. they are they will be bringing you know the adaptive athletes to the games. Actually, t- take us about take us through that because you actually you you posted a, a picture of the email that you received as well that said congratulations that you qualified yeah. for the games. And yeah. then, I mean, making it there, there's so many, you know, athletes that, that, that it's, it's always such a big thing to get the money because we live all the way at the bottom. I always say we live in the anus of the earth just because it's yeah. so far from everything. I mean, making that trip and yeah. having, your, yeah. having a coach with you, talk to us about that. Yeah, so um, we had, we set up a backup buddy um, and, and also people that was, so that was actually the backup buddy helped so much. I get got so many people involved and also, um, the guy from fit like Africa, he also like made a whole competition and stuff out of it. And people like signed in, like, yo, sign up mm. is fee is basically in a donation you give to the backup buddy and so yeah. much prizes you can win. And he organized everything. And then we wanted to do something at the box, but then COVID happened and then lockdown, the second or the third lockdown happened oh. and all gyms were closed and we couldn't do the fundraiser. But like the whole community, like we paid absolutely, I paid nothing out of my own pocket for wow. the entire trip. Like the only, the only thing that I paid for was obviously stuff I wanted to buy for myself. <laughs> That's the only thing I had to pay for. Mm. Um, but the food, the, like we got someone to sponsor our entire accommodation Wow. That was absolutely crazy. Like we didn't expect that at all. Literally woke up, my coach sent me like, hey, this guy um, is his, her sister's husband. He's like, he's a pilot. He can give us all this accommodation. Like we are sorted. So that was like 35,000 Rand. That's literally, he's like, yeah, take it. You have it. And we like got a free breakfast every single morning as well. So it also, because America's food is so expensive. So that was, yeah, that was great. So, um, yeah, so the the entire community like rallied up and, um, yeah, like I said, we didn't pay for a single thing. Um, the only thing I obviously paid for was like gifts and stuff that I wanted to buy for myself Mm. but and that like that is says a lot about the community and the support I had so with everything like I knew I had to I had a lot of people believing in me so wow yeah I had a lot of people that believed in me like they putting this money to to send over like doing my and so doing my best was absolutely the only thing that I was going to do and then that experience, like, you, um, your, your division started on the Monday or the Tuesday, a few days before the individuals and the teams actually started. Talk yeah. to us about walking into the reception yeah. area, into the restra- registration area, and it's just no bull everywhere. I mean, <laughs> how amazing is that, hey? Yeah, we, we, I think we received about 70,000 rand like worth of clothes. That's I received so many clothes. Like I had to, I had to take a, like an extra bag on the airplane. I already had two bags with me, and one was like empty, and the other one was half half full. Yeah. And I had to book another bag because they gave us so much clothes and so yeah. many shoes. So it was literally, and then you walk in, and that's that locker room where you receive your clothes is absolutely fantastic. You get a name tag, and you'll have your own locker set up with all your clothes and then like my leggings didn't fit my leggings was too big and they're like no don't worry we'll fix it literally tailor made my my leggings to my body and I was it's like I was like literally like I said we were treated like royalty and you walk in there and you see 
like all the other athletes that you met over Instagram or you met like uh, obviously virtual friends is because you compete together, you give each other advice and you finally get to meet everyone for the first time. That was also so cool. And we got our badges, we got our clothes, we got literally everything. Um, but of my, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was literally, it is, you get there and you see your entire kit and you're just like, wow, this is actually like, this is actually happening. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, so some of you, I mean, we, we all have our, our athletes that we, that we really look up to and that inspire us. And, you know, you go, yes, I, you know, I, I wish I could train like that or I have, <laughs> I have that ability. Talk to us about the athletes that, that you mm. got to meet and the idols that we, especially for us that live on the other side of the yeah. earth, you know, we look up to these, to these athletes. Who did you get to meet? Um, we, I got to meet, um, so my one of my idols is obviously Noah also not because like the his um like there's the way like he carries his, himself mm. that is that that is something like I really look up to because he absolutely carries himself so well so we got to and after like the entire ceremony he went up to us he like went to talk to us how it went like congratulations and everything um my coach um my other coach Harad that's the head of CrossFit BBM he said, no, I have to talk to Rich because he and Rich has some other like thing they want to do. So I have to talk to Rich, Rich Froning. So I told Gerard, I said, I'm going, I, I will do that, but I can't, show, I can't promise that I'll, uh, that I'll say the right things. <laughs> and then after I talked to Rich, I sent, I sent Gerard, I sent Gerard a, a message and I was like, I'm not actually sure what Rich said, but I know he knows about whatever stuff you guys doing <laughs> but I'm not completely sure what he said I'm not even I'm not even sure what I said so that was yeah that was very very cool but um oh, my coach also she she wanted to see how she took pictures with every single one so we trained at the same um before the game started we trained at the same um gym as Justin Medeiros and he's an absolute yeah. he's a very very nice guy um the one thing that is so i'm quite tall um, because obviously i was a netball player so i'm, I'm about six feet tall so <laughs> i'm literally one of the tallest people there uh, because all the crossfitters they're very short yeah. so that is like the first thing that I've, I've realized like everybody is very very short but you know, like i said we get to we get to meet all these amazing people you get to see a step on the same platform as them and like i said they, they didn't treat us any differently like they asked how it went and they literally congratulated us every single time so you get to meet all these amazing people um and they are that's very very cool awesome and Lexan, looking back at, at a few years ago, I mean, your, your injury happened um, in 2018. And as I understand, it's, it's not something that can, that can heal. It, it won't go away. This is how it is now. Mm. Looking at where, yeah. where, where you were and your mindset back then to this past week and what happened in America, <laughs> in such a short space of time, you went from my life is over to I'm on top of the world. I'm the second fittest. <laughs> you know, in yeah. the world, in, in my sport, what, when you look in the mirror and you look at Leitkan, what do you think? Like, I don't think it actually like sunk in yet. Like this morning at the gym, like one of the people, he, he was joking, but he just, cause that is how people at the CrossFit gym is in like, they literally were joking with me saying, yeah, we all need to shape now. Cause we're training with the second fittest in the world. And then it doesn't sound real to me. Like everything in the past week, it like kind of it's kind of like a blur. 
and but it's a very good blur yeah. but it's it's literally I, I i i like i can't i literally don't think it's a sync it's like i haven't even like i've got so many messages and, and stuff and I, I still need to reply to that i i like i get overwhelmed by the amount of support that i like i reply to a few and it's like okay i need to step back now because it it like the moment is so big that you can't I, like literally i need to step back and just to calm myself a bit and then i can like go forward again but it's like I said I don't think it like sunk in yet at all um I know what I, like I know what I did but I it, like seeing videos of me competing I was like no that's not me <laughs> that is that's not me the kind of thing I live kind of in denial but um that I like looking back I, I keep the videos on my phone so some nights when you know, obviously when you can't sleep I go back to them and I see it and like I can't even like I can remember how it feels now I can remember that my mindset back now but I can't ever see myself back there again if that makes sense mm. so I see where I was when I'm where I'm at now and like I'm literally it's not just because of me and my mindset it's because of all the support I've got and everything everybody is rooting for me and everything but like that mindset that I, that changed, like literally, it's not something, like I said, it wasn't the gradual, maybe it was gradual. And just that one morning I was like, this is the next thing. But yeah, like there's not, I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's sunk in yet. Um, it is obviously a goal that I worked for, for like the past year, mm. but of uh, was six months when they announced the uh, categories. But it's literally, like I said, I don't think it's sunk in yet. Um, it probably will in about two weeks time that I'm probably gonna because at the just at the moment I don't I don't want to I don't want to like wear my my games gear at all because I, I feel like no not yet like this is that didn't happen um, this, so and then every every now and again like oh wow this did happen so they reposted my also my video on CrossFit Games mm. um, site yeah and then I was literally I, sometimes I would watch the videos like no that's not me <laughs> that's, that's that's not amazing. me <laughs> and then you kind of they kind of realized that okay wait that is you you did the, you did do the um especially with that so we had our first event was a run yeah and i obviously can't run and then i literally i usually when i run i run with crutches like i have mm. crutches that were specifically made for me mm. um and then when i got there i'd tell them listen um can i run with my crutches they're like no sorry and I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> now what? <laughs> now what can I do? I have to run. I have to run five kilometers now. With now what? Wow. So um, me and my coach, me and my coach are like, okay, listen, we can't change anything about mm. this. You just have to go. So I had to run five kilometers, but it's actually like a hop and a skip, and mm. I don't know what what I'm doing, but it, I move. So I had to do <laughs> you that. You are propelling but have, yourself still... in the right direction <laughs> at whatever pace you are moving. Basically, <laughs> basically, basically. But I like the cutoff time was 40 minutes, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna finish this in 40 minutes because mm. that's that's just who I am. I know I'm gonna finish dead last, but I want to finish this event not because like I'm in a competition, but because I want to prove to myself I can do this. So I had my pace set on my watch and I was like, okay, cool. Every single, cause we had to do three laps. Mm. Like every single lap, I need to be under this certain amount of time. And I kept my pace consistent. I think I made it in, in 39 minutes. Wow. So I was like, I made it. I like, I went, I, I did yeah. this, I finished. 
but um, it was not a very nice event to have. And they did, they did ask, they did say they are sorry for making me run. They did say that. So I was like, okay, cool. Thank you guys. Cause that was not very nice. Um, <laughs> I still have a very, I will still have a very, very big blister underneath mm. my right foot. Cause obviously I'm like hopping on it for yeah. basically five kilometers. So I still have a very big blister, but luckily with netball, you kind of used to it. So like within the first, within the first mile, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to have a very big blister. Like you can feel it. <laughs> you can me. feel it. For I'm me, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it now. Now, Letgen, you're a born competitor. You've been in sport all your life. You are now a CrossFit Games second fittest in the world obviously your eyes are are set back at the games and clearly obviously and i'm saying obviously because i can believe that is the truth that you want the gold so your training if you have an off season how does the rest of the year look for you yeah so um obviously like i said i want to go for gold and the events that i could do at the games are either place first or second so like the like the first event like I said I can't run so it's nothing I can do I finished dead last so and then the second event obviously because of the run this my second event didn't go well um that was the rope climb one like I literally couldn't my leg couldn't function anymore so it is it it is it happened there's nothing I can do so after those two (laughs) events yeah so after those two events I was like literally there's not I, I only came second with about 15 points so I knew that I knew that like I wasn't able to, I wasn't going to catch the person that is first. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy it further. Um, like luckily they had us do toes to bar and I don't have hip flexes. So how can you do toes mm. to bar without hip flexes? So luckily I went to them. I showed them, listen, I can't do toes to bar. I showed them my movement. Luckily, they were very accommodating. I think after the run, they're like, okay, maybe we need to listen to her when she said she can't do something. Um, So I showed them what I can do. And they're like, okay, cool. They they can see I'm trying. And then the movement restriction is there. Mm. So luckily, they made an exception for me for the toes to go. So, like I said, with all the other events, I'm literally set for goals. All the events that um, that I could do, I finished either first or second. So, like, okay, I know that my training went well for the like for the preparation for the games. So, I'm still doing, still going to do the same. Obviously, just need to we we're figuring out how to tire my leg out before. Um, like and doing movements that I'm not used to so that what happened in if the second event doesn't happen again mm. in fu- in the future um, if I ever compete yeah. like do I go back there again so um, yeah so at the moment I'm taking my coach said take two months um, literally just enjoy training obviously I enjoy training a lot mm. but don't wake up at five every single morning and yeah. to go train and do extra programming just if you want to go train at five then go train at five but mm. it's not something that I have to do at the moment so if I want to go swim I can go swimming I don't follow a set program for the next two months and then it's four months till the open again in February so there we go for for that again so that's going to be fun um and then um like I said if there's a waterpalooza or um wheelboard games again obviously I can't go now in November mm. but if it's like it's again I like definitely something I will be able to train for and then um obviously if there's a competition in South Africa for the um for any CrossFit competition I will try and organize that I can just compete mm. just like 
I was just compete with everybody else and can't do any everything that they want, but just talk to the organizers and see how maybe we can accommodate my movements and everything so that I can still get like the exposure to a competition and not just go overseas every single time for a competition. So that is also like kind yeah. of in the pipeline. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that is also kind of in the pipeline. I did talk to Last Man Standing um yesterday. They said they they're working something else so that's also very cool and also like the adaptive community in South, in South Africa is amazing I know Vic is doing so much from um, Wasp Fitness he's doing so much for the adaptive community um, so he, we're trying to get like everybody else rallied in and we had like an adaptive um, training opening um, at RTF is a, at RTF there's actually like an entire group of them training together on Saturdays so it is growing and I think that is also what I wanted to show when going to the games like it's bigger than myself like just to show everybody in South Africa also the adaptive community like you can also be here um if you yeah if you work harder you can also be here so it's a little bit bigger than myself um yeah just to make the adaptive community in South Africa also grow like I said I know how functional fitness like helped me and if I can literally show someone like this is how much CrossFit helped me this it can help you as well then I'm not saying you have to go to the games not at all that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that like if, how much functional fitness can actually benefit you because not everybody needs to go to the games or needs to if you know if you're not going to the game if you're going to the games then you're less of an athlete if you literally just pitch up at the gym it's for some people it's the same as going to the games so and that's there's nothing wrong with that absolutely Lidgen, thank you so much for taking the time um to to chat to me and i think what you've proven for the whole of the south african crossfit community is like everything anything is, is possible if you put your mind to it and setbacks it's, yeah. it's not the end i mean there's always ways around it and i think if you've proven that to us that if you just put your mind to something and you work hard work hard with what you have anything is possible and yeah I'm very excited yes. to see what you're going to do in the open and see you back in America <laughs> next year, bringing back the gold. Um, I think you've got a bright yeah. future ahead of you. And it's great that our South African CrossFit community, especially the competitions, they will be including, um, hopefully following suit with what the Games is doing, including adaptive athletes. Yeah. And hopefully you, you, you'll be in the front yeah. of that. So Lekhan, thank you so much. If, if, our, if our community, if, uh, in the, in, we, whoever wants to follow you on social media to see what you're up to, where you're competing, your progress and training, where can they follow you? Um, they can follow me on Instagram on um, Lekhan Diapia. Um, yeah, so Lekhan is L-E-T-C-H-E-N um, underscore D-P. That is my, um, yeah, that's my Instagram handle. Mostly posted on, on Instagram. I've mostly posted also about my dogs. Um, so be prepared to be spammed with a lot of pictures of my dogs. I really like them a lot. So um, they are two. There's Hansi and Kriki. Is the, is the two dogs? <laughs> so so they yeah, they're my pride and that is my pride and joy. So um, yeah, they I normally spam my, my Instagram with me training and me and me and my dogs. So if you want to see my dogs and all me training, you can follow me on there. Um, they are. I don't. I. I'm not as active on Facebook, but um, we are mostly active on Instagram. Awesome. Lidgen, once again, thank you so much, and keep well, and enjoy the next two months of just racing and and getting fit. But then you're yeah, back at it in 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 two months' time for, yeah. for the open in in February. 
Yes. Thank you so much for having awesome. me. I really, really appreciate it. All the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Just Elite. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and please, please, please leave a comment.